Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the second Let's Talk Sports podcast. In the last podcast, we reviewed the Niners-Seahawks game, and today we're staying in the NFC and traveling to Minnesota to review the Vikings-Giants game. While the Vikings are favored to win, the Giants have a strong chance. But if the Vikings bring their A game like they have many times this season, mostly in the second half, this one could be a blowout. The Minnesota Vikings are 11-0 in one-score games. Led by QB Kirk Cousins, who has 4,547 passing yards, which not only was the best in his time in Minnesota, that tally was fourth in the NFL. Kirk is known for his ability to come from behind. With his eight-game winning drives, coming from behind hasn't been a problem for the Vikings. However, he had a career high in interceptions with 14 and the lowest completion percentage as his time as a starter. It isn't all his fault. He was sacked 46 times, which is eighth highest in the NFL. Tackle Christian Derisaw has had a nice season with the PFF rating of 90.3, which makes him the second highest graded tackle behind the great Trent Williams. His matchup with defensive rookie of the year candidate Kayvon Thibodeau will be one to watch for in the game. The Vikings offense is led by third-year All-Pro Justin Jefferson, who led the league in receiving with 1,809 yards. Targeted 184 times, which also leads the league, about 30% of Cousins' passing attempts go to number 18. The Vikings' running game is led by three-time Pro Bowler Delvin Cook, who has over 1,100 rushing yards this season, surpassing the 1,000-yard mark for the fourth consecutive year. Cook has established himself as a focal part of this Vikings offense. Alexander Madison serves as a change of pace back, but Cook sits around 80% of snaps on offense. Jefferson can stretch the field with 14 yards per touch, but only has nine touchdowns, so others can be looked to in the red zone. Mid-season acquisition fourth-year tight end from Iowa, TJ Hawkinson, has done a nice job in his time in Minnesota. With a 90% snap share and double-digit targets in two of his last three games, Hawkinson's role in the offense continues to grow. This offense will need to produce in the playoffs if the Vikings hope to win any games. Their defense has been flat-out bad all season, allowing the second-most yards from scrimmage in the NFL and the fifth-most points. With 38 sacks, they sit around the middle of the pack in terms of gain to opposing teams' QBs, so they'll need extra help and coverage to have success. Tied for fifth in the NFL in interceptions, they can force turnovers, but will need to be able to rely on their front 7-2. Cornerback Patrick Peterson has found the fountain of youth in the second half of the season and is tied for the team lead in interceptions with five, along with being named to PFF's second-team All-Pro for cornerbacks alongside the league's best corners. The Vikings are hoping to get All-Pro safety Harrison Smith back in time for this wildcard matchup, so that is good news for an already depleted Vikings secondary. However, he was limited at practice Wednesday, so monitor his status for the rest of the week. Now we move on to the New York Giants, who are 9-7-1, the sixth lead in the NFC, and third place in the NFC East. With the point differential of negative six, the Giants' season was anything but ordinary. They started the season off hot, 6-1, and one, and that propelled them to a playoff berth, their first since 2016. First-year head coach Brian DeBall has this group in a great spot, but they have some flaws too. Ranking in the bottom 10 in passing yards, the Giants don't exactly want Daniel Jones to have to throw the ball 30 times in their wild card matchup, averaging barely over 200 passing yards a game compared to 148 rushing yards a game. The Giants aren't exactly a quick strike or a big play threat team either, as they rank dead last in plays over 20 yards. Pass protection has also been a problem as the Giants have given up the fifth most sacks in the NFL. However, don't worry Giants fans, 
There's a reason why you're in this game. Sitting fourth in the NFL in total rushing yards and fourth in rushing touchdowns, the Giants will look to get the ground game going early. Saquon Barkley, the Giants' fifth-year running back from Penn State, has double-digit touchdowns from scrimmage for the second time in his career, the first being his outstanding rookie campaign. Daniel Jones can get it done on the ground, too. With over 700 yards and seven touchdowns, he sits fifth amongst the QBs in the league in total rushing yards. Through the air, Darius Slayton led the G-men with 724 yards on 46 receptions and a pair of touchdowns. Third-year receiver Isaiah Hodgins has burst onto the scene for the Giants. Once a sixth-round pick for the Bills, Hodgins didn't do much in his first two seasons, but has a touchdown in four of his last five games before coach Brian Dayball decided to rest their budding star in a meaningless Week 18 matchup against the Eagles. Wide receiver Richie James is also involved in the air attack and had his best game of the season against the Vikings back in Week 16. The defense is led by rookie sensation Kayvon Thibodeau and one of the best interior defensive linemen in Dexter Lawrence. The Giants' defense showed incredible promise against the one-seed Eagles last week, allowing only one touchdown in the loss. The catch? The Giants were playing their third-string defense. Defensive coordinator Don Martindale brought blitzes that confused the strong Eagle offensive line and allowed unblocked blitzers to come off the edge and forced Jalen Hurts to get rid of the ball quickly. Even better news? Kirk Cousins doesn't have the scrambling ability that Jalen Hurts does, so look for Aziz Ojulari, safety Julian Love, and others to find themselves in the backfield in an attempt to force Cousins to get the ball out fast. First-round draft pick Kayvon Thibodeau only has four sacks, but has a defensive touchdown and is very physically gifted, and his matchup versus Derisaw will be a good one. Next to him is Dexter Lawrence. He doesn't get enough attention for the seasons he's had. Playing interior defensive line makes it difficult to gain attention with the limited tackles and sacks being made, but Lawrence has the stats of an edge rusher. Leading the team with seven and a half sacks, he also has seven tackles for loss, and not only has the highest PFF rating for an interior defensive lineman, but also the highest rating for pass rushing and run defending for D-tackles. The Giants' secondary wasn't exactly that great this season, sitting dead last in interceptions with a mere six. Against the Vikings in Week 16, the Giants didn't force a single turnover against a Vikings team that has 20 offensive turnovers. And in a game the Giants lost by three points, who knows, maybe all they needed was a turnover. With Adoree Jackson potentially missing this wildcard game, the Giants could turn to Darnay Holmes to get the start of corner. Since the Giants want to apply pressure to Cousins, backup cornerbacks in a game against the top receiver in the NFL isn't going to bode well for the Giants. We now move to an X-factor for each team, or a guy who doesn't get as much attention but has the potential to help his team get the win. We'll start with the Giants. The X-factor for the New York Giants is receiver Isaiah Hodgins. The 24-year-old finds himself starting in a playoff game just one season after not catching a pass for the Bills. The Giants saw something in the 6-4 wideout and claimed him off the Bills practice squad. This gamble has paid off as Hodgins has 351 yards and four touchdowns for the Giants. While the Giants are going to be a run-first team, they will look to the air in this game against the Vikings. Another note? Hodgins' Week 16 game against the Vikings is the best game of his young career, with eight grabs for 89 yards and a score. His production will be crucial for the Giants in a game when they need as many third-down conversions as possible to keep a quick-strike Vikings offense off the field. The X-factor for the Vikings is TJ Hawkinson. 
the 25-year-old two-time Pro Bowler is in the playoffs for the first time in his career. Staying in the NFC North after a trade with the Lions, Hawkinson has had a hot and cold year. After taking a few weeks to become accustomed to the Vikings' offense, Hawkinson has consistently played a minimum 90% of the offensive snaps. One hot part from his season was his 13-catch, 109-yard, two-touchdown performance against none other than the New York Giants. The Giants have watched Justin Jefferson tear up defenses this season week after week, and he will be watched heavily, likely double-teamed on most snaps, leaving Hawkinson as Cousins' second option. If the run is shut down for the Vikings, Hawkinson needs to be a reliable option. We now move to the keys to the game. For the Giants, their first key is to take the ball out of Daniel Jones' hands. Jones has arguably had his best season in the pros, but this doesn't mean you want him dropping back 35, 40 times a game. In games, Jones has thrown less than 25 passes. The Giants are 4-0. Number two, let your playmaker make plays. Playmaker is purposefully not plural. There's no secret about it, but Saquon Barkley is the Giants' best player on offense, and it's not close. Barkley came out of the gates extremely hot, and he had three games over 100 scrimmage yards in his first four games of the season. Since week 10, Barkley has been over that mark only twice. Why? He hasn't had more than 18 carries since the same week. Give him the ball and reap the benefits. Number three, stop Justin Jefferson at all costs. The Vikings only lost four games this season, but Jefferson was shut down in three of them, in which he was held to under 70 yards in each game. In a 24-point loss to Green Bay, the Packers did all they could to stop him and held him to one catch for 15 yards. The Vikings have other weapons, but none can take over games the way Jefferson can. Put two on him, even three. Don't let him send you home. The keys to the games for the Vikings. Number one, get Jefferson the ball. With double-digit targets and 11 games this season, that hasn't seemed to be a problem. But with 53 yards in his last two games, even though he didn't play much of Week 18, he still needs to regain confidence, and no better way to do so than get him the ball any way possible. Number two, shut down Saquon. Operation SDS. The Vikings were in the middle of the league in terms of run defense, but they need to sell out on the run on first downs. Without Saquon as a factor, what offense do the Giants even have? Number three. Don't fall behind. Yes, the Vikings have the largest comeback in NFL history on their resume, but the Giants, unlike the Colts, have a run game. After the Jonathan Taylor injury, the Colts didn't have one. The Giants can play with the lead, and they have the ability to have long seven-minute drives. Now for my prediction. The Vikings start out autonomously. Do the opposite as they normally do. Blowing a lead to Daniel Jones and the Giants. The Giants' defense picks off Cousins in the fourth quarter, giving them a drive to ice the game. Jones spreads the ball to Hodgins, James, and Barkley as they shock the Vikings fans, winning 24-20. This upset sends the Giants to Philadelphia to try and avenge themselves against the NFC East champs. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Sports, and I look forward to reviewing the rest of this wildcard weekend with you. Thank you all for listening. Podcast. And as usual, I look forward to recapping the rest of the wildcard weekend with you. Thank you all for listening. See you soon.